0: The United States is on an offensive to woo the countries of the South Pacific after effectively checking out of the region at the end of the Cold War. Since declaring 2007 the Year of the Pacific, the United States has been stepping up its presence, checking back in with exercises like its annual military-led aid mission, Pacific Partnership, which this year included New Zealand on a much bigger scale. In this Radio New Zealand Insight programme, Sally Round went with the mission to Espiritu Santo in Vanuatu to gauge what sort of message was being delivered. The U.S. Navy's Pacific Fleet Band kicking off a ceremony to open the Vanuatu leg of this multi-nation aid mission around the Pacific. The Pacific Partnership exercise is in its fifth year, a United States-led response to the devastating Indonesian earthquake and tsunami of 2004.
1: I like uh, a quote by President Kennedy uh, where he says, the time to fix the roof is not when it's raining.
0: Captain Jesse Wilson is the commander of this year's mission, which also involves New Zealand, Australia, Canada and France.
1: What we're doing here Is we are training and preparing uh, to deliver assistance and aid in a time of calm so we're better prepared to respond in crisis. Today,
0: the Commodore's mission is more symbolic. It's rather an incongruous sight. He's dressed in white and full naval regalia, but he's also carrying a tribal club. Now this is to take part in a very special ritual, which is a high honour that the local chiefs have conferred on him. The clubbing to death of a sacrificial pig. Captain Wilson taps the pig gently on his head and now leaves the task of the actual killing to a local official. The United States is having to relearn such traditions after 20 years off the Pacific stage. Associate Professor Stephen Hoadley is a former U.S. naval officer and now a foreign and security policy specialist at the University of Auckland. He explains U.S. policy in the region over the last 50 years.
2: There was a period of benign neglect under the Kennedy and Johnson administrations, then a a surge of interest, partly related to the Cold War and blocking any initiatives that the Soviet Union might make, then after the Cold War, there was another period of neglect when suddenly the strategic urgency, particularly of the island states, was not so great. And consequently, the United States closed its aid office in Suva. Uh, aid almost went to the vanishing point, And maybe we're now entering in a new phase.
0: Stephen Hoadley says Pacific Partnership is part of U.S. efforts to show the flag in the region in a benign way, supplementing its continuing Cold War policy of strategic denial, maintaining a presence in the Central Pacific. There, the United States continues to provide aid and other advantages to territories such as the Federated States of Micronesia.
2: Certainly it's a demonstration not only of United States' generosity, but also indirectly of the United States' will to remain an active player in the region and to make it quite clear there is no vacuum of power and that any country that thinks they can move easily without cost or concern into that vacuum of power is mistaken. The United States is still here and, of course, Australia, New Zealand, and France are still here.
0: On the island of Santo, the main town of Luganville hasn't seen such a display of military hardware since the Second World War when Santo was a supply post for United States troops in the Pacific. I'm standing on the main road here in Luganville, and I've been told that the whole town is pretty much a U.S. military creation. It used to be swampland, but back in the 40s, the U.S. Navy engineers drained it and they built this extra-wide road to handle military vehicles. Relics from that time are still around in Santo, including tons of military gear dumped offshore. Today the military presence is back and the locals have come to have a look. There are Humvees, troop carriers, lots of different uniforms and of course, a mighty US warship anchored out in the channel. The interest is understandable. After all, this is a nation which still has a real cargo cult, the John Frum Movement built around the generosity of American troops during the Second World War. There are people on the island of Tanna who still await the return of Frum, believed to be a mythical embodiment of the American GI. While views are different here on Santo, there's still been plenty of talk about a second coming of the Americans.
3: Some people uh, are frightened because uh, we never have this before since uh, World War II.
0: Journalist James Molly runs the local radio station, which has been keeping people in Santo up to date with the exercise.
3: Yeah, they think of a war, because when they hear the name America, people are frightened because America is all everywhere in the world. All the people before in the World where they attend, the World War,
4: uh, when they're young, they advise us, they say, oh, this is you know, like America before, during the war, uh, something must be wrong. And that's when the people are getting frightened. And that's why we came in, in on air that we're advising people not to, to,
3: fright, to frighten these people. They're coming here to help us.
0: Two hours' drive from Luganville is the village of Matantas, where a small unit of New Zealand soldiers have pitched their tents. Hello. Hello. Chief, there's
3: me one news reporter from New Zealand. Okay. Uh, name belong is Sally.
4: Sally.
3: Am I okay ask you some small question? or? Yes.
0: Staff Sergeant John Broderson introduces me to the village chief, Solomon Tavue. The unit leader's knowledge of the local language, Bislama, means he's a big hit with the locals. I'm welcomed into the village hall, and Chief Solomon relates how the idea of military on Santo sent people into a bit of a panic at first.
4: When those army they come here, all of us, they pride. When they arrive in Malawi, all of them, they just take a baby, run to the bush, and they stay in the bush. <laughs> big, big pride. Uh, because of different skin, and because that's why I said my father talking about the army for World War II, so because we still thought about when those army coming, so all of us pride, say, these army.
0: The New Zealanders are fixing up a kindergarten and spouting so the villagers have a cleaner water supply. It's part of $270,000 worth of New Zealand aid being delivered to Santo as part of the Pacific Partnership.
5: This is a a community water tank um, and the building was pretty run down so we're essentially just putting a new roof on top, new spouting and downpipes into the water tank so that they're going to have a good clean supply of water. Um, it hasn't been used for a number of years um, due to just neglect and hopefully by tomorrow it should all be up and running and they should be uh, able to start collecting water.
0: Chief Solomon is a very happy man, but he tells me what the village really needs is a clinic to help care for his 200-strong community, which has a long and expensive trek into town for health care.
4: We want the medicine, we could look to Lucanville and... Feel and- long time. That's why I today, I said, John, I want to talk with you for a while. This is the main point I want to tell him, because he, we need one of our clinic here. Because now when mommy wants to deliver a baby, he should go to Lucanville. Sometimes he didn't reach the Lucanville. then the baby was born on the road somewhere around here. So now I like to tell John, that's why I said, John, I need to talk with you for this one.
0: As it's Sunday, the community has gathered in the chief's hut for a simple church service. Today they have a visitor, Captain James Maloney, a chaplain with the New Zealand forces. Yeah. We're just about to go into this uh, little church service which is held in one of their huts here, aren't we?
3: We are, yeah. We'll go and um, look in and join in with them. And Is that yeah. what you
0: normally do on these sort of trips?
3: I like to, yeah. Well, I think um, joining in the village and being part of the village life the best you can is pretty important. And it's pretty easy just to turn up and being as everything, yeah. And it's
0: sort of um, smoothing the way and all that sort of thing for the work that you're doing here, I guess.
3: I think this team has smoothed the way really well because they've already joined in and been a part of the village. And I think they've been to a church service in Malau at the moment anyway. Um, But yeah, for me, it's good to liaise with the local chief and the minister. Yeah.
0: The women in their brightly coloured best sit on the floor. Their children, the Piccaninnies, play with tin cans. And in the corner, a youth leafs through an old catalogue for mobile phones.
3: Father God, I thank you for your goodness, for your love over all your people, for your blessing on this community.
0: Apart from sharing their prayers, there are soccer games and concerts for the locals put on by the US Navy's Pacific Fleet Band back in Luganville. This year, New Zealand is playing its biggest role yet in the Pacific Partnership exercise. The official line is it's part of a natural progression in military relations since the fallout of New Zealand's anti-nuclear policy of the 1980s. But privately, some senior officers express surprise at the kudos they've been given by the United States during their time in Santo. The HMNZS Canterbury's birthed at the wharf in Luganville,
5: once transferred to LCM02, they've the morning operations, which should see LCM02 back and ready to recover.
0: In an historic move, the head of the mission, United States Navy Captain Jesse Wilson, has shifted his command and some of his staff from the USS Cleveland to the New Zealand ship. I meet the Commodore on the bridge of the Canterbury, where we can see his pennant lying just outside.
1: It's never been done, as far as we know. Uh, a US commander shifting his pennant to a New Zealand ship. As soon as I got here, and and you see this when you deal with other navies, because we have a bond to the sea and the navy, it was like I was meeting an old friend. And so uh, the relationship has been a very special one.
0: I've heard it said that, um, in fact I have been told that the Kiwis are quite surprised that whereas they thought they were plugging into your operation, you're actually plugging into their operation.
1: Well, when you work uh, interoperability with a another partner nation, uh, you're plugging into each other's operation. Uh, obviously, I'm the mission commander, and i am embarked on Canterbury and, and have kind of the overall responsibility uh, of the mission, but I've got a command post ashore uh, that is headquartered at... Uh, the Vanuatu Mobile Force Headquarters, and I have a New Zealand land component commander who is in charge of that and leading that effort and and he reports to me. Uh, And I've got Australian, US, New Zealand, and Vanuatu forces up there. I've got uh, non-governmental organization personnel up there, Uh, and I've got French uh, interacting and delivering supplies. Uh, And all of that is working seamlessly. So it's not a matter of who's plugging into who. Uh, We're all working together as one.
0: Lieutenant Colonel Donald Jones is the commander of the New Zealand troops. He says the Commodore's shift to the Canterbury is a nice touch and symbolic, as is the fact that New Zealand forces are also staying on board the USS Cleveland.
5: The point of that is uh, to show integration, and that was one thing that um, the American uh, Commodore, is very keen to show that, uh, that we're integrated in, in lots of ways, not that we're just you know, here doing tasks separately. So try and sort of break down barriers and just show uh, that we can, can work together and to create links and bonds.
0: So that was his idea? Yeah,
5: he's really, really, really uh, into it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think he's had a message from up high, we need to get together with those Kiwis?
5: Oh, well, I think so. I mean, the, the whole point about it is they really want to get involved with the Pacific countries for these type of situations. The whole thing arose out of the tsunami that affected Indonesia and Thailand, uh, and they realised that they weren't cooperating as much with some of the countries there, and if it happened again, that they would like to be more um, in swing with the people down there so it could actually uh, be more effective.
0: And also perhaps they're wanting to exert some more influence in the area in, in light of you know, increasing power of China, for example?
5: Possibly, yeah. I can. I'm not going to comment on that, but you know, you can, you can, have a, you can uh, surmise as much as I can.
0: I've arrived on the USS Cleveland with about 30 New Zealand troops who'll be staying on board over the next few days. There's been a real sense of anticipation on the journey across the Channel from Luganville. The landing craft we came over on basically just floated into the bowels of the ship, which is vintage 1967. One of the oldest vessels still operating in the U.S. Navy. So just uh, walking off the what, what do you call this area?
5: This is, this is called the upper vehicle deck, and this is where when we have embarked forces, whether the Marine or Army.
0: Commander Christopher Kipp shows me around.
5: We are basically a very large bus. Uh, we put all of our friends on here in green. Uh, we go to the different parts of the planet, and then uh, whether it's for an exercise or an operation. And then uh, once we're there, we uh, use our either helicopters that we have or the landing craft to transport them ashore to where they need to go and then stand by and wait for them to return.
0: Back in New Zealand, the symbolism of this mingling of forces and the command shift of the Canterbury is not lost on observers like Stephen Hoadley.
2: The ANZUS Treaty will never be restored. New Zealand will never change its nuclear-free policy. But the United States has, in fact, adapted to those two facts and increasingly wants to bring New Zealand units into coordination with US units. This is an indication that New Zealand is trusted. The professionalism of the New Zealand Defence Force is sufficient to make their command work uh, uh, reliable. And I think it's a very nice gesture by the United States. It didn't cost very much, but it does reassure the Defence Force folk and also the government of of John Key that uh, the United States is uh, very amenable to working with increasing closeness with New Zealand. We'll reassure the Australians as well, who I think crowed a little bit in triumph when New Zealand was put in, uh, in semi-isolation because the Australians then didn't have to share uh, the U.S. Uh, warmth with New Zealand. Uh, so it, it's a signal to Australia to uh, move over, uh, share this, uh, this relationship with New Zealand. We're going to treat you too as, uh, as a partnership and, and deal with you together rather than separately.
0: Matthew Hill of the Strategic and Defence Studies Centre at the Australian National University keeps an eye on US and Australasian manoeuvring in the Pacific.
6: The US is a global power, but one which is increasingly overstretched. It is actively seeking to mobilise... Uh, smaller countries or partners, rather, uh, to be able to lessen its, uh, the burden which it carries. And that's obviously part of the reason why the United States is, is building close relations with New Zealand after 20 years of quite a cold shoulder. The US is looking very much to, to leverage uh, New Zealand's relationship and New Zealand's skills in the region and close cultural and economic contacts and also military contacts to basically achieve its own policy goals.
0: Pacific Islanders' views may also be influencing who's engaging with whom. A political sociologist at the University of Auckland's Centre for Pacific Studies, Stephen Ratuva, says Washington might be being influenced by regional views on New Zealand versus Australia.
3: They're beginning to, uh, to see, particularly Australia, as being the big bully, the colonial power in the Pacific. Same thing with the U.S. And New Zealand is perceived more than Australia as being more Pacific. In fact, Pacific Islanders themselves, they see that New Zealand is being more Pacific and more with us than Australia, who's perceived as being almost as outside the Pacific circle. But then it's big enough to to wriggle its way in. And I think the Americans are sensitive to the fact that Australians have been perceived negatively in the last few years. So the New Zealanders would be in a better position to play that role in terms of facilitating the U.S. uh, interest in the
0: Pacific. Observers say those U.S. interests are increasingly about countering the growing influence of China in the region. The U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton said as much in a recent speech to the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Okay, uh, this is our conference room. This is the conference room. There's a computer lab over on that side. Back and in Santo, I've turned up at the Vanuatu the Agricultural Light College, a vast complex of huge empty halls and landscape gardens. It was funded by Chinese aid, which Australia's Lowy Institute estimated at more than $700 million to the region between 2005 and 2009. It is a very big place, and it's, it's got nice new buildings from the Chinese government. We're very fortunate to have aid from that side of the world. Nora Rihai and her colleague Jonas Mazerich are trainers here. Those are the Damataro. We have the male and the female. And this Chinese writing here.
4: Uh, yes, it's a um, hatching machine for eggs to produce chicks. Oh, yes.
0: okay. So they provided equipment as well, have they?
4: Yes, uh, but in this one we try to make it uh, work. But uh, because they, uh, notice in Chinese, in, the to, Chinese uh, yes, in
0: Chinese,
4: we have to. In Chinese. We have to take somebody who talks in Chinese and explain how it works.
0: It clearly hasn't been smooth sailing for the college since it was established four years ago. But the trainers I spoke to are optimistic. Things are on the way up. Now it's catering better for Vanuatu people's needs. The Chinese presence in Santo is not just confined to ostentatious buildings. The Chinese-run shops which line the main street in Luganville have been here for generations. Restaurant owner Donald Putt's grandfather arrived in the 60s. He thinks Pacific Partnership is a bit of a show to dazzle the locals.
2: They're really happy, but for a handful who knows what's going on, it's pretty much a show of force. We all know Australia, New Zealand, French, US and Chinese, uh, recently the Chinese, they're trying to fight for influence in the Pacific. And Vanuatu, strategically, is a very, very important point. Vanuatu is one of the only stable Melanesian countries in the Pacific that they are able to influence actually. So everyone's trying to fight for this piece of um, prime beef.
0: But wider geopolitics is not a concern for those queuing for free healthcare and surgery up at the hospital. I found Abel Finbel, a post office worker in town, waiting for his 11-year-old son to come out of the operating theatre.
5: I hear they are coming here so just this morning about 7 o'clock we are here they told me that if they did not cooperate he can lose one of his finger.
0: Skin infections are a common sight here but checkups are normally about three US dollars. Most on Santo are subsistence farmers and many in the town are unemployed. With transport costs on top, many people don't see a doctor. There's good news for Abel, his son's finger didn't need amputating and he's now being wheeled into recovery, a huge bandage wound around his hand.
3: Oh, he's coming now. He's coming all the
5: time. Hello. Yeah, I'm happy to see him. he's out of the theatre now.
0: (laughs) He's been lovely. (laughs) During the past five years, Pacific Partnership says it's helped nearly a quarter of a million people and completed more than 160 engineering projects in 16 countries. The people on Santo have had first-class attention over the last two weeks. I heard of a military avionic engineer fixing washing machines and saw maxillofacial surgeon Daryl Tong extract a tooth.
6: We've seen anything from hernias to uh, breast malignancy to tumours and other minor lumps and bumps that we can certainly help out with. And I think the the local population are just um, grateful for just some expert opinions uh, to give them some direction. Uh, The difficulty, of course, is is follow-up care and what is available in the islands and, and what is realistic. And unfortunately, can't save the world.
5: Okay, Kevin, I'm just going to take your blood pressure. So apart from that, you're feeling quite well.
0: The mission leaves behind medicine, new buildings, and enhanced relationships, but there are still bigger problems to overcome. Away from all the activity, the experts, and the equipment, I come across the acting superintendent of the hospital, Thomas Vurubaravo.
4: It's a free care for for two weeks. We have problems uh, that need to be seen in a long-term basis.
0: So when they go, you're back
4: to square one? You're back to square zero. (laughs) There is, I think there is some point, I mean, not in the health sense, but um, in, uh, in relation-wise, you know, uh, it's called the Pacific Partnership, eh? so we help them, they help us uh, for, for two weeks.
0: Local officials like San Mar Province Secretary-General Joel Path have high hopes they'll now be better prepared for disaster.
4: This will help to encourage the community to participate in the... Um, um, any dis- dis- disaster preparedness that may arise in uh, Sanma province in the future.
0: So that would be uh, earthquake, tsunami, cyclone risks, that sort of thing?
4: Yes, yes. So I think, um, as you know, we are in the, um, the, the, the realm of fire.
0: But some locals, like Nora Rihai, question the point of it all. I got a leaf from one of them, and it's the same story I told them. I said, well, very good. This is very impressive. Time will tell after tomorrow, whatever happens. If you're building on the local knowledge, very, very good. If not, one year is too long. Fijian political sociologist Stephen Ratuva says Pacific Island countries have played the game of geopolitics pragmatically in the past, sitting on the fringes, accepting what they've been dealt. But he says the reshuffling of the cards is a chance for Pacific Island nations to take on a bigger role.
3: Recently there have been uh, mere passive recipients of aid, and a lot of aid coming to the Pacific. I was uh, aligned to conditionalities, and they have ticked the boxes. Yes, I agree, I agree, I sign, and I get the money, and this is what I do. And I think some of those need to be negotiated further. Pacific Island states should be more empowered to be part of the process of the aid delivery even the aid, conceptualisation, uh, usually right at the end of the process as recipients. It's important that they should also be part of the beginning of the process, which is the thinking and the negotiation process.
0: But as the Australian National University's Matthew Hill explains, the US fears Pacific Island countries are actively playing the game to a worrying extent. He says a growing Polynesian-Melanesian divide and Melanesia's particularly strong links with China are giving the US the jitters.
6: I think Australia, New Zealand, and the United States are very focused on Melanesia, very focused on making sure that this regional split doesn't become much deeper, because obviously that would complicate very much the operating of the Pacific Island Forum and regionalism in general. I think the US is very aware of that. Again, it's it's aware of it not particularly in a a strictly military sense, or a sense of competing directly with China, but is aware of the fact that this is an area Which China is gaining ground upon, and where the domestic influences uh, within those countries are perhaps trending away from stability.
1: Thank you, sir. We probably, would have seen, probably would have seen the you probably would have, maybe but I just want to be
0: sure the United States and its partners teamed up to help the people of Santo but Stephen Ratuva says still more needs to be done to harmonize aid delivery among all nations interested in the Pacific
3: because the last thing that we want is to have another Cold War scenario in the Pacific where the Chinese and the Americans are coming in again in Australia New Zealand on one hand using the Pacific as a playground for political contestation and geopolitical tension.
0: That could be vital for the region's people and its stability. Radio New Zealand Insight was written and presented by Sally Round. It was produced by Philippa Tolley with technical production by William Saunders.